God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Let me tell you how churchy I am. When I think of Rihanna's hit song, work, 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 I also think about the amount of work we have to do in order to stay connected to our faith through the disappointments, through the trials and the tribulations. Faith is indeed work, 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 work. Sometimes we get so caught up in the faith it takes to believe something will happen, but we aren't as faithful to the work required to get it done. Not my girl, Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins, though, sis. This is the epitome of faith and work, and we get the privilege to glean from her wisdom. Let's kick it with her on this week's podcast episode. Okay, so I have a question for you because I understand that you decided somewhat, I guess, early on in your career that it wasn't going to be just acting, but that you were going to be this force of positivity and perspective as it relates to being a black woman in Hollywood, um, which I don't know personally, but I have a lot of friends who are in the industry and I understand that it has its challenges. What made you decide that even though the work doesn't necessarily require you to be demonstrative about your faith, but that there is community that can be created to help empower people in a way that may not be being done or has an opportunity to be revealed? visit it? That's a great question, Sarah. Um, I, you know, my faith is everything and I never Mm. wanted to have that be an aspect of my career that was ever hidden. It's my life. And so if it's my life, then it's also my career and it should be infused in everything that I do. Um, I think I also just realized early on that you know, acting, performing, being an artist, being a part of Hollywood was always bigger than me. It was never just about like the excitement of the job or the opportunity. It was about who can I touch? Who can I inspire? Who's going to really get something from this? Who's going to be able to go um, after their dreams more fiercely because they saw me go after mine in that way? Um, I, I always too wanted people to know that the blessings you see in my life are not by happenstance. Mm. They are God given. Like I don't ever want anybody yeah. to be confused by it. I don't want. I don't want people to think that it's coming from any other place than than from God. And uh, I just, I'm really proud of myself for being really um, honest about my relationship with God um, as it pertains to my career and my life because it's been beautiful to see how many people have really appreciated that and that it's touched. Yeah, I love that you use the word honest because I feel like that is the question that people have to ask themselves, um, especially I think in entertainment when you have an opportunity to kind of not be as transparent about your faith and yet you made the decision to be honest about it. Did you ever 
feel like, is this going to cost me jobs? Is this going to cost me relationships? Because, I mean, our church was, you know, it's right in Hollywood. It's La Brea Uh and Melrose. And so we're (laughs) constantly seeing people who are literally... It's smack dab like Hollywood walkers are just a stone's throw away like we're right there in the middle of the city I mean yeah. we have people who leave church and they are going to bus tables until they get an audition and then some leave and they're headed to the Academy Awards <laughs> to receive their uh, award for the evening and so like we have this broad spread spectrum and we're always trying to tell people like make art with a conscious do things that really matter but it's hard in an industry that can shun or shy away specifically I feel like from Christianity Mm -hmm. did you do that with any trepidation or did you say like listen we're a package deal and this is how we're going to show up it was always package deal vibes for me wow um and it's been I, I don't know I think I think it's because it's just naturally who I am I've always yeah. felt odd about being um dishonest about parts of Mm. who I am for the sake of work or opportunity. Because to me, if you want me or if you're going to hire me or if you want to collaborate with me or work with me, it's because you want to do that with me authentically, every part of me. Mm. And if you don't, then it's not the right opportunity. And I'm the same way, whether it's my faith. I've always been honest about my age. I've never lied about because because for me and I've said this many times, but like I don't want if my goal is to inspire, then you need to actually know how old I am, because if you think that I'm 25, then you think the road to getting here was only, I don't know, maybe four years. No, 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 no. You need to know how long I've been in L.A., what my journey was like from college, moving out to L.A., what this journey has been like over the past almost 13 years. So I don't want to lie about it because it's something I'm very proud of. And I want people to know that if I'm here, if I'm still standing, if I'm doing this and can still find it, it even sometimes it's a small amount of joy, but if I can still find the joy in it, then you can too. But you can't know that if you think that I'm not a Christian and I'm 23, like that, it's not, it's not who Mm -hmm. I am. (laughs) Yeah. And it allows people to buy into a story that is really less inspiring because if you really understood the depths of it. So I guess you have to tell us your story then. I want to know like where you came from. What Mm -hmm. were you like when you were little and how (laughs) has your life realized into uh, what it is now? What were the seeds that were present when you were a kid? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. So I... um, I'm from the DMV. So I was um, born in DC, raised in Gaithersburg, Maryland, right outside the city. And I've been acting, performing, singing, dancing, all of it since I was very, very young. Did my first play Mm -hmm. at four in my Montessori school. And I just have been hooked ever since. And I... um, was deep. I have an older sister who's nine years older than me, and she was always in the arts and performing. So I was deeply inspired by her. Um, but I also was just really blessed to have parents who saw talent in me and helped cultivate it. Um, any classes I could be in, mentors I could have, um, you know, school choirs, state choirs, all of the things I did, uh, clubs, camps, uh, and from a very early age, you know, I was the kid in elementary school and people are like, I want to be a politician, a doctor, a lawyer. I was like, I want to be an actor. I said that from, and I remember (laughs) the kids being like, an act girl, like, you know, but I, I, 
if you know me, I think a word that most people would use to describe me is that I'm consistent. So if you ask who I was as a little girl, I was exactly the same. Like if you met me in fifth grade, if you met me senior year of college or my fifth year in LA, I'm the same Ashley and I've always had the same goals. And, you know, I just went back. um, I graduated from Howard University with the uh, bachelor's uh, in musical theater, a bachelor of fine arts in musical theater. And I went back uh, just this past homecoming and it just was so nice running into classmates who I hadn't seen in so long, who were just like, Ashley, you're doing exactly what you said you were going to do. Wow. I mean, and mm, this was mm-hmm. 13, you know, tw- 10, you know, nine to 13 years ago, I was saying the same things from freshman year of college all the way through. And so for people to remind me of that, not that I've forgotten it, but it just is nice to hear the reminder of people saying, I don't know if you remember this, but we were in that one class and you came up to me and said, I'm going to graduate <laughs> and I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to be an actor and you're doing it. I've oh, And every time I see you, Ashley, I'm just so proud of you. It, it feels wonderful. It just feels really, mm. really good. But for me, you know, I always like to say that I feel like God and I, we work in tandem. We yeah. collaborate yeah. in tandem. Um, I, you know, and it's so funny because I always think about tandem parking spots and how annoying they can be, right? Because it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I have to move the car. Then I got to get my car. Because sometimes, sometimes you're in the front. Sometimes you're in the back. But the truth is that... Even when you're in in tandem, you have to work together. And there's a reason why sometimes you have to take that little bit of extra time. Maybe your car was, you know, the one Mm. behind and you had to move it. You have to, rather than be frustrated, look at it as like a blessing that you you have a partner in it. At least there is someone to move the car. You have the spare key. And for me, that's how me and God work. So we've always been in this thing together, I always say, you know, he placed these desires on my heart. And so I know that they have to come to fruition. They have to come to pass because everything he says he will do, he does. Now it might not be on my timing. That's what I'm in the season of figuring like, Oh God, we have completely different timing. Got it. Okay. I understand that. You know, so that's like what I have to recalibrate myself for sometimes, but he has been so faithful. Everything, every dream that I've had, whether it's with my career, with my family life, uh, everything it's all happening and if it hasn't happened yet i know that it is and it's and it's a really good feeling if you're anything like me you love buying gifts for other people but not just any gift though i like to give the kind of gifts that are uniquely intentional letting my loved ones know that i see them that's why i love uncommon goods They have the most unique, high quality items that allow me to accomplish my goal. For instance, my husband and I are usually one another's travel buddies. One of us may or may not need to borrow the other's charger for various devices. Uncommon Goods has a sleek travel cord roll that I've had my eye on to keep us organized. It's cool that every Uncommon Goods purchase you make will also result in a $1 donation to a nonprofit of your choice. They've donated more than two and a half million dollars to date. They take buying power to a whole new level. 
Whether you're getting your Christmas shopping done early, buying a Just Because gift, or treating yourself to something unique, to get 15% off your next gift, go to UncommonGoods.com slash Evolve. That's UncommonGoods.com slash Evolve for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Man, that that is like faith on display. I feel like even hearing someone, someone hearing you rather speak right now is an opportunity for their faith to be ignited because I hear from so many women who feel disappointed by God, who feel like God's timeline is trash. Like I thought I thought that it should have happened by now and now I can't even stay in the tension of being in relationship with God because God didn't show up when I needed him to in that moment. And yet your faith and the resistance resilience of your faith in the work, right? Because faith without works is dead. Like uh-huh. you stayed working towards it has yielded this incredible harvest that we're all looking at. But I'm wondering, like, what would you say to those people who are like, I'm not doing exactly what I said that I was going to do when I was younger. I got derailed. I got detracted. And I feel like maybe God separated from me because I didn't stay committed. Like, Mm. what did you do in those moments before we saw you where you weren't sure when it was going to happen, when you weren't sure whether or not God still saw that gift and that talent? Maybe you've always been sure. But I just wonder, how do we speak to those people who are feeling like, you know, that's I wish I had that confidence. I wish I had that faith. And how do we begin this? up the gift of God inside of them. This is what I will say. I'm in that season now too. Mm. I don't, I, I've never, this is, okay. I've never felt as though God has abandoned me. I have always had okay. this, this feeling of like, even when times seem, seem bleak, even when things feel like they are not going according, according to plan, I still feel like he's ordering my steps. And for anyone that feels like God is not ordering their steps, remember that you woke up that day. Remember that you still have breath in your body. Remember, I was just telling my husband this today, you know, we're just going through a really transitional, interesting time in our lives. A lot feels up in the air and it's really heavy. And I said to him, you know, the best way to combat tough times is with gratitude for everything that we Mm. want. We have so much. And sometimes we forget when we're in the midst of grinding and wanting and yearning that we have to look around us and say, oh, but my bills did get paid this month. Mm. My water did turn on. You know what? That one bill I didn't know I think I didn't think I was gonna be able to pay. Somehow God did come through and I did get that random refund check. (laughs) Wow! Except because sometimes we forget because we're going through the motions, but those are not small instances. Those are Mm. big happenings in our lives, and we have to recognize them as such. But again, I would say to those people, you're gonna go in and you're you're always gonna have times like this in your life. Right. Like it's never it. Life is never going to be sunshine, sunshine and roses all the time. It can't be because it's in those times that it's not sunshine and roses that God's saying, come to me, talk to me. Let's get closer. Let's get deeper. Like right now I'm fasting because I felt Mm -hmm. something inside of me that was like God was saying, I want you with me a little bit more right now. Mm -hmm. It wasn't I could have just gotten mad and been like. 
things aren't going the way I want them to go. Oh, I just don't understand what's going on. But rather than dwelling in that, I said, oh God, you're just calling me a little bit closer so we can figure out some plans together in a way that that we haven't maybe in the past year, you know, the past 11 months. Mm. Let's do it this month in November. And we are, I don't know how many days in, and I, I just got chills thinking about it. I feel it. He just wanted me to come a little bit closer. So when you're feeling like, if you're feeling distanced from God, what that really means is he's calling you closer. That's what I would say. Wow. Oh, that's so good because disappointment is not abandonment. When God disappoints you, it doesn't mean that God has abandoned you. Mm -hmm. And if you stay connected, if you lean in even more to understand how do I heal from this disappointment? How do I awaken awaken my soul for a new hope that is beyond what I thought Mm. I needed to have? Then you open up the gateway for a fresh revelation, for a fresh perspective. But when you begin to believe that your disappointment is abandonment, God doesn't move, you do. Mm. You stop engaging Engaging, you stop leaning in, you stop pressing in because you no longer feel like you can trust your heart with God. But real trust in a relationship period, whether it's with God or someone who you're walking out life with, in disappointment, if we pull away, we miss the opportunity for healing and reunion. And I've learned this, I don't even know how many times in marriage, when you disappoint me and then I got to act like you don't live in this house with me, mm. like we find the divide <laughs> growing wider. And why do you don't live here with roommates? <laughs> But then when I say, you know what, that hurt my feelings. It made me feel devalued. It made me feel like you inconsidered me. I lean Mm -hmm. into that disappointment. I express it. And I find ourselves being drawn closer because I chose to stay in the tension. But that is so Mm -hmm. hard, but yet so necessary to do in our relationship with God and our relationship with others, especially Mm -hmm. when we have someone who's got open arms that says, I want to know you. I want to know how it hurts you. I want to know how it made you feel. I want to know what you think we can do to recover from here. And I feel like God offers us that opportunity, but sometimes we get so upset that we just walk away. Mm. And just, and I, and I think for me, I just don't ever want to walk away. I don't ever want to get to the point where I feel like I want to walk away and I want to encourage others to, like I said, I just want to reiterate it. When you feel like you want to walk away, just try to walk forward, walk Mm. closer and see what that Mm -hmm. feels like before you decide to walk away. Try the opposite first. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever walked away? No, I've never walked Mm. away. And I mean, I have been in tough times, times that felt very bleak and um, desolate. Felt like Mm. I'm, I'm in a desert and I don't know where the water is and it's hot and I don't have shelter. And, you know, I have felt that, but I think again, it's important to feel it. I'm a, I'm, I'm in this phase of my life where I'm like obsessed with retrospect. I think mm, retrospect okay. is really beautiful. And I think you can only really appreciate retrospect with a little bit of age. And I, my friends that are older than me are always like, Ashley, you're only 34. I'm like, I know, but <laughs> 34 is different than 24. It's different. It, it's very, very yeah. different or 14 or whatever. But anyway, um, I think you're, you know, your maturity obviously only grows the older you get, but I'm in this season of my life where retrospect is so beautiful because it, it, it is the ability to look back and say, 
Oh, that's why that had to happen. Mm. Oh, actually, I have a different perspective about that. I thought that that was for that was harming me, but actually, that was for my good because months later, that you can put together, you can you can put the dots together. The dots can come together, and I think that you know. That is how I've been able to not walk away from God is because when I look in retrospect, when I look retrospectively, I'm like, oh, that actually that was for my good. The thing is, this is what we have to remember. Everything God does is for our good. Even the things that hurt, even the things that seem ridiculous, inconceivable. They are always for our good. And we are human, right? So it's easy to forget that. It's easy to say, okay, I hear that, but I don't feel that way. This feels like the most devastating thing in my entire life. How can I say that this is for my good? But it's time. It really is time. They say time heals all wounds and, you know, but time is in many ways a gift for everything. Time is is a gift. You're able to look back. You're able to look sometimes even look forward of things that that are going that are going to come and you you have to have the faith to believe in them, even if you can't see them. But it it all is wrapped up in time. Mm. And I just when I look back, I think the reason why I haven't been able to walk away is just because when I look back, I'm like, it reminds me. God, you were always with me. You were always okay. there. You were we were always in tandem. You never pulled your car out of the spot without making sure that mine was good too. You never did that. So mm. how could I leave you? I feel like I say this all the time, but I truly love the convenience of Audible, the audio entertainment app that offers audiobooks across every genre, podcast, and Audible originals. My love for reading and learning doesn't have to suffer when my life becomes hectic, which, if I'm honest, is low-key all the time. Audible gives its members full access to their incredible large library. Try Audible free for 30 days by visiting audible.com evolve or text evolve to 500-500. You'll fall in love with Audible, especially the member perk of receiving a credit each month that can be used towards any title of your choice, including bestseller and new releases. What are you waiting for? Visit audible.com evolve or text evolve to 500-500 for 30 days free. That's so good. So I'm, I actually did not have the words until you started speaking, but I'm definitely in that season of retrospect as well. Mm. I definitely walked away. Like I, I have walked away from faith. I've walked away from relationship with God. I think a lot of it had to do with me being like, my life is too, too much of a mess. It's too raggedy. Um, I don't even have any hope for it. So I don't see how God could have any hope for it. But, and I've been sharing about us living in Dallas now. And so I'm having to retrace some of the moments where I felt the most disconnected from God. I'm having to retrace the moments where I was making decisions when I felt like I'd walked away from God, but being who I am now. And it is helping me to see that even in the moments where I thought I walked away, that I really didn't go anywhere. (laughs) Like Mm. you thought you walked away, but you were still in the same room. You were still under the same purpose. You were still with the same call, the same journey, the same anointing. Like you cannot walk out of the cloud that has been following you from the the day I called your name into existence onto mm. the earth. And so what you think is walking away is not really walking away 
because God never leaves us. And so I'm definitely in that season, but you could not have told me really until we started having this conversation that I never had separation from God because I definitely felt like I did, but that mm-hmm. was an inside job. It wasn't a reality. And mm. I think that I'm coming to a stage where that part of me that felt distance is realizing how intimately connected I was with God through it all. And you give yourself grace for it, right? Yeah. Or are you able to now? Am I? Yeah, I am. Okay. I am. I am. Um, and I'm only able to, though, because I feel like this adult version of me knows how to reparent the part of me that felt disconnected and separated. Mm. Like I needed, I think what I needed was someone who could help me translate what was happening in my world. And um, I think my parents did an incredible job with what they knew to do, but something shifted in our life that was beyond what they even knew to prepare for. Like, I don't think that there was anything in my parents' history that could have prepared them for where they were. So they couldn't translate it to me and themselves at the same time. And so those wounds still exist though, right? No one translated it, but the pain was still there. The shame was still there. The decisions, the choices, the outcomes were still very real. And I think that with grace, with perspective, with wisdom that only comes with age, I'm able to translate to myself, okay, so what you felt in that moment was abandoned. What you felt in that moment was shame. What you Mm -hmm. felt in that moment was gratitude. And it's helping me to come to peace uh, with the things that I felt disconnecting me from God. Mm, Amen. Yeah. And I think that's the journey. If we are willing to embark on it, that's the journey that we all get to go along. And so that retrospection is everything. What are you, is it, if you don't mind sharing, like what are you specifically, when you think about being retrospective, what is it that stands out in your mind as a number one testimony, a number one reconciliation of your own journey? Oh my gosh, everything. (laughs) But (laughs) um, I think, you know, namely, it would be, you know, I remember, and I've shared this story before a few times, but it's an important story and it really sticks out in my brain. I remember. Ooh, probably, uh, I'm going to say maybe seven, eight years ago, I was living in my studio apartment, which, because God is God, is like probably a mile and a half away now from my current home that I own, that wow. my husband and I own. Okay. So I pass it all the time. Um, and I was living in my studio apartment. I just... I'd done the, um, you know, I, as an actor, I'd always had the survival jobs. I was like really, I was really good at having a survival job. And I was also really good at quitting them when they didn't work for me because I was like, I'm not trying to build a resume. I'm an actor. So if, if you could not going to let me go to my audition, <laughs> then ta-ta, I'm out of here. So I, I mean, I had all these survival jobs and I had finally gotten to the point in my life, in my career where I was bold enough to say, I'm stepping out on faith. I'm quitting my survival job. And at the time, I had a really good one. It was like the highest paid one. I had the most flexibility. It was like really good. And I was like, God, but I trust you. 
I'm out of here. And I quit the job. And I remember I was exhilarated. I was like, this is it. I'm finally going to be the full-time actor, like with nothing, no crutch to fall back on. I'm just believing in God to send me that job that will pay all my bills. I mean, I was like fired up and it was a great first month. And then I was like, Okay, so I didn't save anything. <laughs> right. Um, I nothing's come yet, God. Like, oh, I didn't I don't think I really thought this through. But I was still believing. And it was time to pay my rent, and I didn't have mm. it. Like I just did not. Like there was just no way and I called my parents and my parents had always if I was in a clutch, they were always there to kind of help me. But this particular time, and I don't even know, I never asked them. I don't even know if they didn't have it at this particular time. This might've been the time that they were like, we just got to let her grow up. I don't yeah, know. She got to do it on her she, own. I think this might've <laughs> been the time that they just were like, we do have it, but she just got to figure this one out. And they were like, sorry, honey. We, and I was like, okay, like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I'll be like, you know, but really I was like breaking down inside. And I was just so scared. I was like, what did I do? God, what have we done? Because I thought I was going to have a job that would at least pay. I think my rent at the time was like $900. That would at least pay my $900 rent. I just was like, whoa, this is not how I thought this was going to be. And so... I happened to have a call. I got on the phone with a friend of mine. We were just catching up. She had recently moved from Los Angeles. Um, she's actually my oldest friend in Los Angeles. Uh, we've been friends for almost 13 years, Ashley. And we were catching up. And she was like, how's it going? I was like, I just broke down. I just was like, not good. Like, I'm struggling. She was like, wait, wait, wait. What, what do you mean? What's going on? And it was the first time that I had to really tell a friend, like, I'm broke. Like, I can't pay my rent. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm scrounging up laundry change to go get meals from off the dollar menu at the McDonald's across wow. the street from my house. Like, I don't know what to do, but but really, like, you know, I, I got to pay this rent or they're going to give me an eviction notice. And I'll never forget. She said so calmly. She was like, that's it. And I was like, what do you mean? That's it. Yeah. And she was like, Ashley, send me your account. I'll send you the money right now. And I was like, ah, her name's Ashley too. So I was like, Ash, wait a minute, wait, wait. And she was like, Ashley, it's nothing. Like I moved, I moved back home. So I have extra money. I got you. Like, don't worry about it. Pay me back when you can, or don't pay me back at all. And I, the reason I use that as an example is because shortly after that, I booked Dear White People. Mm. And that was very transformative for me. Obviously, that is what, you know, I was really waiting for like my first big series regular, you know, consistent work and, you know, being able to grow with the, with the TV family that happened not too long after that. And since then, obviously, you know, I've gotten married. I own a home now. I've never had to scrounge for change out of for, for laundry, you know, for, you go through my laundry change to eat. Um, and Ashley and I are still friends. So when I, the, the, I like that story because so many things are the same, but different, but better, 
right? Mm. I, my friendship is still intact. The person I was like in a situationship at the time is now my husband and we own a home. Uh, you know, I can, I can cook and eat meals that are healthy and that I love every day. Um, and I am a full time actor. That's it. Yeah. But I remember a time when I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. I didn't know if I could even pay my rent or eat. And now I'm able to do all of that and some. And I think sometimes God puts you in a place like that so that you always remember. I, I always I mm. I used to beg my parents when I was younger, like, can you guys just quit your jobs and move to L.A. so I can just be an actor? Like I wanted to be like I wanted to be Raven Simone. And my parents were like, <laughs> no, you're staying in school. You're going to college. And I am so happy that they did. And I'm so happy that my story is not a linear one because everything I have, I remember when I didn't have it and it means so much more. And again, I can inspire more people because most people have a story that's more similar to mine. People, I'm relatable. You're relatable because we've been through regular life. Yeah. We, there, there are big blessings and, and, and there's abundance. Yes. But there was also times when there was very little and, and what felt like lack. So I can speak yeah. to both very honestly. And if ever I'm in a season that it feels similar, I know that I'll be able to get out because I've gotten out before. Mm. That so that you always remember is like testimony service all day long because I every now and then when I start feeling stressed or I start feeling overwhelmed with what's Mm. next I remind myself just remember what you used to consider a problem you know what I mean like (laughs) just remember what was a problem in your life like just remember what was a problem in your partner just remember what was a problem with your finances Mm. like yes you get to be stressed yes you get to figure but just remember that the very fact that this is your giant is a reflection of the fact that you slayed some giants in the past. Mm. It's a reflection of the fact that you continued to fight and you defeated something and now you're facing something bigger. And if you did it, then if God gave you the grace for it, the strategy, the five smooth stones, then, Mm. then would that God get you this far and leave you and forsake you? And I, let me tell you something that remembering has carried me through some seasons where I thought everything was going to fall apart. I can remember um, just this year, something was happening online Mm. and I was getting like very like, oh my gosh, what is this? I've never been attacked this Mm. way. Like they're talking like I'm a person like Mm. this is, I'm like in tears. I'm like, I don't want to preach anymore. I don't want to talk anymore. And I felt like in my personal prayer time that God was like, at the end of the day, if I called you, There's nothing that can be done that will destroy you. And if I allow it to destroy what you've built, then it needed to come down anyway. So never become so married to who you are now that you are unwilling to be broken down so that I can build you again. Because if I built it, then it can't be shaken. But if I allow it to be destroyed, it's because I've got something else built. And it it helped me to reclaim my destiny from Mm -hmm. this idea of 
cancel culture or this idea that someone can say something and it could all come tumbling down. And it has taught me a lot about what I can survive in this stage of my life and who God is as the undercurrent that's going to carry me to the next thing after thing after thing. And that trust has settled me in a way that I didn't even know that I needed until I was in the fight. It's, I mean, it's fortifying, right? When the, yeah. the, when the things happen, yeah. it's fortifying you for whatever's to come yeah. or it's fortifying you perhaps to help somebody else. I think that's the other thing I've learned. Sometimes we go through things and it's not even for us. It's because right. somebody else needs the testimony and that's yeah. real. <laughs> like that's really real. You'd be like, God, wait, yeah. what was this even for? Oh, so I could tell that lady at the grocery store X, Y, and Z. That's what it was for. We are not here for self. We're here for others. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's so one of my friends told me I one of the questions that I've always had, like, God, why was I waitressing at a strip club? Like, how are we going to use this for, for your like what? Where are you going to get the glory out of this? And a friend of mine told me that she was at our high school reunion and like six of her friends who know that we're friends were registered for Woman Evolve. And when they heard their partners were asking who they were, they're like, she waitressed at a strip club. But now she know who God is. Like, I'm like, OK, OK, he's going to use everything I, I can get Every- Everything. He uses the meat and the bones. He don't leave the bones. He takes everything. (laughs) Let's focus on you for a moment. Take a deep breath. Let it out. How's your heart? How are things going in your world? If your answer was anything less than amazing, that's okay. And it's normal. Our partners at Calm have the tools you need to feel your best. Calm is the number one mental wellness app and over 100 million people, including myself, trust that using it is going to help us relieve stress and anxiety. You can try it now by going to calm.com slash evolve, improve your focus with specially selected music, ease into rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. Calm also offers new daily movement sessions designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash evolve. Whether I'm getting my day started, needing a moment to recenter, or winding down at the end of my day, using a meditation on the Calm app is very convenient for me. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Go to calm.com slash evolve for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash evolve. Oh, I love that so much. I think I, I talk too much. Now we don't have time for our, our advice question, which means you have to come back. You no, let's do it. And play let's with do us. it. Okay. Let's do okay. it. I would no, love we that. have to do it. Okay, here we go. Okay. I hope all is well with you and whoever else is reading this. I'm 26. I'm a writer, a poet, and I'm currently a social worker. Last year around this time, I was in a very bad place. I lost my job. I lost friends and I became a full-time sex worker and doing things that weren't any good for me. Growing up, sex was a big part of my life. I used it to survive. I feel like it has always been attached to me, even when I wasn't looking for it. 
I am not sure if this is an addiction, but how do I stop these bad habits? I've had plenty of jobs. I also have degrees. In my previous jobs, I've had coworkers that cross boundaries, even those with the highest positions. I believe this lifestyle follows me everywhere I go, even when I try to avoid it. I can't even have a normal introduction with a man without having thoughts of using my body for financial gain. Mm. How can I break away from this way of life, this way of thinking? I know I'm talented, I'm educated, but this is something I can't wait to escape. Please help me find the way to a new beginning. Thank you for listening. Mm. Mm. Wow. Um... What I would say is focus on reworking the way you see yourself because the way you see yourself is the way others see you Mm. and relate that to seeing yourself in God's image. Imagine how God sees you, what he sees, you know, even if you have to, you know, um, really get deep in prayer. Perhaps it's even a meditation where you just really allow yourself to to wander away. But like, see yourself as your ideal self. See yourself in, in like I said, in, in God's image and believe it. And I know that it's, it's, it's easy to say, just believe it, right? But like, sometimes you have to practice. Like, you know, when you're a little girl and like, I know for me, like I, when I was little, I still even do it now in my thirties, but like I practice my, you know, speeches, when I win my awards, I look in the mirror, I practice them. I've always done this since I was a little girl. Maybe it's time to do that. Practice what what you want interactions to be like that are different than the way they are now. Practice, you know, walking in the world uh, in the way that you would prefer to walk in the world than the ways you're walking now. Like, and, and those things will become reality. The more you believe it, then others will believe it. It is true. Like, um, you teach people how to treat you. And so if you mm-hmm. see yourself as more than, than a sex worker or someone who uh, leads with sex, then eventually others will too. Um, but you have yeah. to really believe it for yourself. And also, I don't know who you who is in your orbit, but I would be really intentional about who... who who you're around. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure you're around people that I like to call them destiny advocates, but people who see the best for you and see your destiny, even when you can't see it for yourself. So if you have people like that, family or friends that love you and see the best for you and are helping you cultivate that, then great. But if not, I think it's time for a new, a new, a new community. It's time to immerse yourself in new people that see yourself and walk in the world the way that you want to. Mm, that's so good. And I think it speaks to the power of connection. I will tell you that, you know, you question whether or not it was a sex addiction in your question. And I think it's important that if you feel like there's something there that you actually get the professional support to determine Mm -hmm. if that's an actual addiction for you. But I will say just based off of womanhood and engaging with women as a part of my life's work is that it sounds like sex is the what, but it may not be the why. It sounds like it's a tool for you. It seems 
like it's a power of control, a tool of control for you, that it is empowering you in some way that you don't necessarily trust that you can have without it, which is obviously just a perversion of what sex is in its most beautiful shape and form. And so I think that you have to be willing to understand the why do I need to feel control in this way? Why do I need to feel that I have to use this as a tool? How is this empowering me? Because I think if you can get to the root of it, you can change the fruit. Maybe there was something that happened in your life where you felt out of control and now you use this as a way to make sure that you stay in control of men. Maybe there's Mm -hmm. moments where you didn't feel wanted and now this makes you feel desirable and you are getting some boost of confidence, false confidence as it may be from this idea of someone wanting you. I think there are any number of reasons why we use sex as a means of control or as a means to attract people. But I think that at the end of the day, when you want something better, when you want something different, when you want something that aligns with God's vision for who you are, that undoing the, um, perversion, undoing the delineation from God's vision for your life is the most incredible gift that you can give yourself. Um, You want something real. You don't want to just be seen as a body. You want to be seen as a person. And to Ashley's point, you got to reframe the way you see yourself. Mm -hmm. And it starts with asking God what God sees when God connects with you. And so it sounds like you have an opportunity to really get some support from some people who have walked through this journey, some therapy to help you really change the way you evaluate your worth, but I am telling you, one, you're not alone. Mm. There are plenty of us who have used sex, our minds, our gifts, our talents, whatever they may be, in order to feel in control and left feeling more empty than we were before. And so I'm telling you, though, that that emptiness can be filled and that you can look back and be proud of every twist and turn. I just, I don't even know if you feel this, but because I have been in circumstances where I left feeling ashamed of my past, I want you to know that God can restore, God can grant perspective, and God can use what you have gone through in such a way that you can look back on it and not feel shame. And just in case shame is keeping you tied to who you used to be, I just want you to know that there's still love, there's still redemption, there's still worth available to you, no matter how large that body count is. At the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that you're still here. Mm. And because you're still here, there's hope and purpose connected to who you are. So please get some help and some support so that we can then um, glean from the wisdom of all of your experiences because there's wisdom in those wounds. Yes, yes, wisdom in those wounds. Mm. (laughs) Can't nobody do it like you, sis. Yes. I do what I can out here. I do what I can. Can't nobody do it like you. Uh, A master class. This has been... Thank you. Thank you for letting me rob you of your time no, I, this was <laughs> such a blessing over. this was i'm so grateful to have been here so grateful to have been in your presence thank you thank you thank you truly and i can't wait thank to like you. collab or do something to, again yeah i was going to say i hope i get to squeeze you soon but yes. until then i'll try and catch you in these la streets <laughs> ditto i appreciate <laughs> it thank you sis thank you take care bye Ashley, your grace, your light, your joy, your positivity and willingness to share your perspective with us has been an incredible blessing. Thank you, sis. My hope is that this episode will serve as our collective reminder that we must roll up our sleeves, put the work in to match the level of our faith. Those are your marching orders. Let's get it done.